Welcome to the third episode of Spirit of Business with Rob Bay, founder of Trill Alchemy and the Human Coder, and myself, Lisa Puerto, super agent, clairvoyant entrepreneur. This episode is called Train Your Pain. So I am setting the tone for a listening discretion advisory, because in this episode, we share about real life personal experiences that involve violence, trauma, and tragedy. So join us on the other side for some playtime. entrepreneur in purple. I'm excited. <laughs> hey! Oh, I don't know if these people are really ready for all this. I just, and you just make that look just gorgeous. Rocket. I can't thank you enough for getting me this shirt in my favorite color. And I, I, I was like, oh, I get to put on some purple lipstick today so that I can <laughs> match my shirt. Hey, hold up. Mine, I need to get my lip gloss going, girl. <laughs> I wasn't ready. You I ready. wasn't ready. I was not ready. However, yes, clairvoyant entrepreneur in the building. Um, yes, what is happening here? Somebody wrote us like a whole thing. Uh, we're gonna have to monitor some people already. Jeez. <laughs> Long comment to come in. Yeah. All of that. Jeez, someone's in here. It's all right. That's what happens when you are in that high vibration. You just kind of get all kinds of energy. So this is going to be super exciting. Um, for those of you who are new to us, welcome. And those who are listening on the radio podcast everywhere, welcome. Oh, let me throw my phone on silent because I'm just going to, it's just going to be loud. Yes. Uh, it's just going to be loud because all these chimes. Be sure to share. And um, Rabe, would you just kind of lead us in a little bit? Because I do want to share it. I'm just going to share it to my okay. group. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I got mine all shared. Okay, so first of all, you guys know that we love bringing you this content about the spirit of business. Um, this is all in preparation to kind of align the energy and the vibration with what we're going to be offering for you later on in our course. But today... I love this topic. Lisa, this is Lisa's brainchild. We're going to talk about training your pain, train your pain mm -hmm. and how to make your pain or turn your pain into a resourceful energy for you in terms of money and in terms of creating currency. And Lisa and I have both been able to do this. And in fact, 
our pain has kind of been the foundation. Well, for me, I know for me, my pain was the foundation. It was like the pendulum had to reach a certain low before it started swinging high. And so today we're going to talk about those low points. We're going to share with you from a place, you know, of realness. We are always real um, from a place of vulnerability. Um, we're just going to let you kind of see who we are and what has come into the the thing, some of the things that have gone into the pot to make us who we are. Um, and we hope that it encourages you in some kind of way to really tap into your pain because I say it a lot that there is real gold there that, um, you know, there is a great deal of wealth in your rock bottom. So today I'm going to talk about my rock bottom. Lisa's going to share a little bit about her rock bottom. I have more than one, but I'm just going to share one today. <laughs> the most pivotal. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that's what I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about, and I just love, see, I was listening to you as I was sharing, and it's, that is, and I have to say this with my eyes closed, it's not just, I'm in here, you guys, I'm in my mind, body, spirit right now as I share this with you. <clears throat> as I was listening to Rabe share that, her tone was so perfect uh, for setting the tone of today's episode, because I, you know, I came in with all this energy, but I know I'm going to go into a space that is very sensitive for me and very vulnerable. And thank you, sis. Thank you, because you, you totally created that uh, transition. For disclaimer, I may cry today. <laughs> because I don't think I, I'm not in a space. I am in a space to share it. Uh, but as part of the winter, not part, not but, and as part of the inner work is my tears are really like tears of, you know, that the cliche tears of joy, like, cause I'm really reflecting on where I was, um, what transpired. And that's just how powerful the mind is that you can go there and feel like you're there. Like you feel like, like you just, oh my gosh, it's, it's, you know, it's again. And, and these are very these are various techniques that we we utilize in our everyday lives in terms of your mind being able to create either recruit recreate or rewire your past for your present and that's next level stuff that we're going to be able to get into as we talk about the spirit of business mini course which is why i'm so excited about doing this because a lot of people who've connected with me and watched me be high energy and go 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 but you have watched me go and create and and disrupt technology, impact industries, at least my industry. And that has been out of pain, mm. Mm. out of pain. I just shared this with someone the other day and they were like, when is the book coming? <laughs> Y'all, when Lisa shared some of her story with me. <laughs> now I hear a lot of stories from a lot of people but when Lisa shared her story with me, I looked at her, I looked at the phone actually like this, like I cannot believe that this woman has endured, not only endured, but has literally like, she has, you know how Rumpel Steel Skin took the straw and turned it into gold? Like that is literally what this woman has done. And she has done it without breaking stride, without breaking a sweat and without ever breaking a smile. And I am like, when, when she gets to her portion, y'all gonna see, but it's beyond <laughs> incredible, beyond incredible. 
Thank you. So. It, it is funny because when I do share, people are like looking at me strange because I'm smiling as I'm sharing it. They're like, uh, excuse me? So um, just to snip it, and I think I'll probably go with, because uh, there, there are just so much. It, and I attribute this to being able to relate with a group of people that have experienced certain traumas and tragedies in their lives. And like you said, I love that when you talk about when you hit your rock bottom, um, if that's when you're finding that gold, the gold in the rock bottom. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you say it much better. <laughs> so let me, um, do you wanna, I mean, I can get all the first. Because yours, yours is way more, um, not entertaining, but <laughs> you, got, you got way more, you know, yours is like a blockbuster. Mine is like <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> you so silly. I Mine love is you. Lifetime for real. Mine is lifetime for real because, um, so let's talk about it. Okay. So for me. And I see this so much, not just not just myself, but let me just tell you where I started. Um, so my, I say, first rock bottom experience happened during my Saturn return when I was turning 28, 29, 30. It was literally a three-year cycle that I did not know what the hell was going on. And so what I can say now looking back is that when these things happen, they're always kind of like... Um, really like re-emphasizing a core wound. Okay, so for me, a core wound that I had from childhood was around abandonment and rejection, okay? It showed up in my relationship with my father. You know, we have a great relationship now, but as a child, he wasn't around. And so I went through my entire childhood missing that piece. And so I adapted to it. We became, you know, we developed a good, great relationship as I went to high school and became an adult, I had my son, was living in Atlanta, and then I moved back home. And at the time that I moved back home, my grandfather became terminally terminally ill. Now, I moved back home. I had a fiance, and I said, okay, I'm going to move back and take care of my grandfather. So I'm in the house with him for about a year and a half. And I'm preparing this big, beautiful wedding. I'm with the love of my life. Everything is good. I got the job. You know, everything is going great. And the fiance comes to town. He lived out of town. He comes to town and basically tells me, you're not going to see me anymore. This is it. I'm like, but we got this wedding in six months. What are you? And that was it. He left that night. And when I tell you that I did not see him again for two years at the first time I ran into him was two years. And then again, for we didn't talk for six years after that. So needless to say, I was completely devastated, right. devastated. Shortly after he left, my grandfather transitioned. Mm. So two really important male figures in my life just checked out like out of nowhere. And it left me really broken. At the time, I didn't know that I was broken. I did like so many of us do. I tried to push through. You know, I was taking care of everything, continuing this job, traveling, you know, do, not traveling for fun, but for, for business. But I was also doing some things that was really, really, um, you know, like you go into that cycle of like kind of self-damage and self-sabotage. And so I got into a relationship with a man just out of comfort. 
you know, just somebody to be there and ended up getting pregnant. Okay. And I'm going to share this y'all because I'm real. I'm totally real. You might want to cover your baby ears over there in the, <laughs> there, Lisa. Yeah. But, um, so needless to say, I found out that I was pregnant by a man that I did not love and that I had no intention of being with. So I literally spent my 30th birthday in an abortion clinic, like literally on my birthday. That is how I brought 30 in. You talk about a Saturn return kick in the ass. <laughs> that was the hardest, hardest thing ever. And I had to make that decision, you know, and I don't regret the decision because it led me to a place of discovery. So coming out of that, I was searching for myself in a thousand different places, calling up readers and going to counseling and looking for all of these people to tell me about me. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that I found a book that was written by a girl whose name was similar to mine. And the book was called Oneness. And in this book, I studied this book like it was like the first time I had heard any of this information that really spoke to me. And in the book, she said, hey, if you ever feel like you've healed yourself enough to offer it to somebody, look at energy healing. And I'm like, what? What is energy healing? And so I'm, as soon as I get off my flight, I Google energy healing Texas. And the first thing that comes up is a school called Lionheart. And it's a big purple lion head. And y'all, purple is my favorite color. I'm a Leo. This spoke to me. I called the school and they were like, um, hey, we're starting a new we're starting a new a series of classes like this next weekend. Can you get down here? I get down there. I'm the only person in the intro class. Y'all, it's just me and the teachers. And so they were like, well, you get an opportunity to do some things that normally you wouldn't get to do in the first class. And they let me try healing for the first time. Okay. So through this pain is I'm brought to a place of I'm trying something. And I tried the healing and it was natural. And it was like, this is something you've done in many lifetimes before. And I found my true purpose through this experience of pain. Now, I did let the pain paralyze me for two years. I tell you, I didn't talk to nobody. I was a hermit. I, you know, I couldn't barely get out the bed. But once I finally was able to pull myself out of that, I found a true gift. And it was only through that pain. And now this is what I do for a living. This is what I do that I, I'm completely in love with what I do. And I wouldn't have found it if I had not gone through that pain and had not honored that pain and had not really surrendered to it. Like so, so many times we try to fight it and we try to push it to the side and we try to pretend like it's not real. And so that's my train your pain testimony. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. You know, I just, I think I forgot you share that with me. I know when I came out to Texas, you did share a snippet and I just totally forgot that. Um, that is just, that's so beautiful. Oh. Well, I, you know, I, I could, I could, I appreciate being able to see the beauty in it now. It was, of course, mm -hmm. not a beautiful experience going through it. And that's something that I think people, you know, if you can just always remember that my pain is not in vain. None of this is in vain. Train your pain, don't let it be in vain. <laughs> then there's always an opportunity. There's always an opportunity for you in the midst of that. Um, and so it's, you know, I shared the story. I think the last time I shared it, my son actually hurt. My son's 13 
and he was at my mom's house and heard me talking about it. And I get the phone call, Bob, we need to talk. Right. <laughs> you, right. Didn't, you didn't tell me all this happened. <laughs> and, and, you know, I had to be honest with him. Like, son, if I had not gone through that, I would not be the woman that I am today. So. Right. right. Oh, oh, that is. That is <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, and I'm and you an echo? No. Okay. So, so as we talk about I training your pain, train your pain uh, for financial gain, spiritual gain, because this is what we are this is what the spirit of business mini course embodies and people have been running from themselves and I'm not going to project right now. Lisa had been running from herself. <laughs> Lisa had been running from herself for a long time uh, to the point I remember that really I physically started running and I had lost so much weight because I was running so much. I had lost so much weight in the pain. So let's start from, I'm not gonna go to the beginning, but let's just talk about a snippet and I can go here um, with 2000, you mentioned you opened up with your Saturn return. I think that's perfect from where I should start <laughs> because it too was within my Saturn return period and, and not knowing what that meant. And I was just going through so many changes with work, like nothing was working. I know earlier on, like through college and through work, just like you, it was working. It was like, yo, I was I was finishing school and performing top of my class. Um, you know, I had at the time the love of my life and uh, my oldest was born uh, and I had finished uh, college or high school because I was a teen mom. I, I am the 17 and pregnant story. I am the story where it was a class salutatorian on stage with her six month old baby. That was me on stage with my six month old baby giving a speech to, to the graduating class of 500. Um, and I remember uh, there were certain things that were transpiring that even felt like, you know, I started to feel a resistance in the direction that I was going. And, and albeit that was the personal and that was career, uh, it just, but I kept going in that direction, which is why I say this is going to be a paradox because I was running from myself but I kept moving forward in what I thought was moving forward in the direction that I needed to go into because I was ignoring, I was ignoring myself for a long time. God, even when I think about it now, <laughs> geez. Um, so as I was in my Saturn return at this point, um, and I remember sharing this on a radio a radio show um, about two years ago. So some may not, some who heard that show heard this snippet. And what I was running from was I had mastered a double life. I actually was in a domestic violence relationship 
for over 10 years. And while we were the perfect couple on the outside, had the car, had the living, had just everything was perceived to be perfect. And I was always um, almost trophy, right? I was dusted off and I was brought out for the events and brought out for entertainment. And then I was put back, uh, back on the shelf. And it literally felt like that. I had lived in a box for almost a decade of my life. And I can go into so much perceived fears and illusions and things that I was being conditioned in my, in my life. And so when, and I've shared this before and I'm gonna share this again. I started living when I was ready to die. Mm. Hey, Adrian, she just jumped in the real heavy part. <laughs> right? Everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> wow. So you started, say that again, you started living when you were ready to die. When I was ready. And I wrote that in my journal. I'm an avid writer and I had always journaled all the time. And I remember writing that down and I said, I'm going to come to that. I'm going to come back to this. And when I say that, it's because I was afraid of leaving my situation. I, um, because it was, I, I had what they call trauma bonding, trauma mm -hmm. bonding. And in the trauma bonding, uh, when things exploded, I, would go through that stage of feeling like, um, well, this is what makes us so strong, you know, that and you've got to be careful when you are defining your relationship based on what other couples do and other relationships are doing, especially because I remember listening to a couple, mind you, no one knew that I was experiencing this. I remember a couple said, oh, you know, as men get older, they settle down and they change. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'm supposed to hang in there until he settles down and changes. Just endure. Just endure it. Just endure. Just endure. Yeah. Hang in there, Lisa. You got this, girl. <laughs> no. Just hang in there. No. And it wasn't until I was now pregnant with my, um, actually it was now my fifth pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I have two living children, children, and it wasn't until my fifth pregnancy. I had, uh, three miscarriages between my oldest and my now my current youngest. And, oh, Janie said this made me cry. I said it was going to be a disclaimer that I'm going to cry. Janie, <laughs> it's, it's real, yes. Yes, yes, this is what episode three is about, train your pain. And even though it, it is, even through the trauma bonding, I felt the spirit of my son over me. Mm. He was not it was not an ideal situation or circumstance to try to have a baby, y'all, okay? 
This is not because even at that moment, I also was dealing with another woman that said she was pregnant by my partner. Mm -hmm. And I did not care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's levels to this perceived what you know as love. I didn't care. I felt the spirit of my son over me. I just felt like he was to come through. And I also had gotten numb at that point. I was numb at that point because I had mastered the double life. I had, you know, was dealing with the infidelity. And uh, at times when I didn't want to deal with him, my escape was my debit card. I would give him my debit card to leave me alone. I paid for him to leave the the home at times. I would come from work on Friday night. I would give him the keys to my 7 Series BMW, which I love that car. I love that car. I would give him the keys and he would not come back until Monday morning when it was time for me to go to work. And it was those moments that I had of solitude. It was quiet. It was quiet. It was a quiet space for me. And my moment of awakening is really, as I said, I had this perception of fear and it was very metaphoric, very real that one night we we're at an event. It was the first time I had went to a cultural celebration for our culture. And I remember growing up and I've always wanted to go. Mm. I've always wanted to go. I had never gone. And let me say this. I will never forget that event. <laughs> I will never forget the day that I went. because that night, as it was a beautiful cultural celebration, I was four months pregnant with my son. And um, at that event, uh, you know, it was a, it's a family event. And I remember he wanted to go out afterwards. And I was like, well, hey, you know, we had a family day, you know, let's just kind of, you know, call it a night, you know, let's hang out. It, it was just, you know, your mom and family, everybody was there because it was this big cultural festival event. And we got into an argument over me wanting him to stay and be with the family. And he felt like he had to be on the street or had to go do a run or whatever he felt like he had to do. He fought me on that. You know, we were going back and forth. That night he was carrying a Smith and Wesson with him. That is a gun. (laughs) It's a very big gun. He was carrying a Smith and Wesson with him. And I remember we were in the car. He had his friend. He had his friend in the car. In the back seat. My oldest daughter, our oldest daughter at the time was 10. And when we got home, I remember we pulled in the driveway. They got out and he was adamant about leaving and I just kind of could not, I wasn't clear as to what the big deal was. Like, you know, why do you have to go? Like, it's just one night. You can't just chill. Cause I'm feeling like we had a good day, you know, let's just chill, babe. We had a good day. 
And I said to him, fine, like most people would. I don't know if this is a woman thing or a man thing. I then took, I tried to take control of what I could because now this became about power and control because I couldn't get what I wanted. I wanted to remove what he was tied to and that was my car. Because mind you, everything he was, dress, jewelry, money, car, was me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I knew that. And most of the people in the circle who knew of us knew that. I was the primary breadwinner. And so I wanted to then take back what was mine, a sense of control, saying, fine, you don't want to do what I say, I just want one night. You don't wanna do that, fine. I said, well, give me the keys to my car. And he looked at me and said, what? I said, give me the keys to the car. And in a flash, he popped me with the Smith and Wesson against my skull. And I just remember it happened so quickly that all I did was touch my neck and it felt wet. Mm. It felt wet because he, he had popped my skull with the Smith and Wesson. And um, I just now know I was in fight mode. <laughs> so we now had to fight. I had to fight. And I did not want to fight. And you were four months pregnant? I was four months pregnant. I did not want to fight. I had not ever wanted to fight in the 10 years that I've had, that I was being um, beaten. I just did not ever wanted to fight. And um, it's so funny because in retrospect, and it's not funny, funny, but some of the images and the pictures that I look at to this, this day, and I had not ever liked taking pictures um, in the past because I felt like people would be able to know, people would be able to know what my pain was. And to this day, when I look at these pictures, um, there was a moment where he punched me in my eye and popped a blood vessel and you can see it in my pictures and I could see the blood vessel in my face. Um, I know that now, you know that, uh, but it's, it's just kind of the irony is that in the journey, you know, when I look at these pictures and I'm so active on social media, I have such a very view, a very different view of myself than you guys are privy to, uh, because of what I have experienced that night, I was convinced <laughs> I said, homeboy don't like me. <laughs> I was like, yo, um, yeah, he, he doesn't really like me. I said, Lisa, this is not, I mind you, I tested gifted, gifted. I top 5% in my graduating classes from middle school, high school, college, performing at the top in my career. I would say that I'm an intelligent woman. And it was not into that moment where 
in this violence happening. And what was so painful is that that, that transpired in front of our then 10 year old and his friend that also it blew my mind that not even another man would intervene in that. Wow. That could have created a whole nother trauma issue in my relationship with men to see that not even another man would intervene in that. Cause clearly I'm five two y'all. <laughs> I'm a little bitty, you know, but I definitely um, was not there to box. I'm four months pregnant. <laughs> and he then left, he still left. And I was on the couch and I was sopping up just kind of the bleeding. Not at any point did it even cross my mind to call and report it. And I remember my daughter saying, she was so clearly traumatized. And I forget exactly what her word, she was talking about just kind of the injury now. And I remember holding her in my arms and I said, I said, it's okay, mama. I said, just like all the other scars, this one will heal too. I remember that. I said, and I remember telling her it always heals. Mm. Jane said she hears, she knows, she says, sister, please know that your story is being heard loud and clear. I'm physically shaking, being in an abusive marriage, in an abusive relationship. Back in Thank you, Janie. I love you. Thank you. So in that moment of choice, Lisa, you chose your life. Mm. How did you make that choice? Yes. Um, it was at that moment. Uh, it's just, it's so interesting, like the behavior and things that transpired, but it, I made that choice as I sat there with my daughter and he called me and asked me, why did I make him do that? Why did I make him do that to me? And did I no longer want to be pregnant that I would risk? And that's when the light bulb went off and I said, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> this wow. is psychotic. Mm -hmm. This is psychotic. And because it had been escalating to that point, mind you, that was a 10-year escalation. And it really does start small in terms of the controlling and removing you from family and friends. I know I was kind of not connected with my family for almost eight out of that 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I was in a box by myself, mastering this double life. And that's where I was learning about a lot of my capabilities. Train your pain. <laughs> yes. yes. 
I was learning how to train my pain of it doesn't show up at work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show up in class. Even though my body might hurt or I might have a bruise on my eye that I'm covering with makeup. You know, I'm a natural girl. I don't wear, I love, I'm, I don't mind anyone wearing makeup. I just haven't, I did not grow up with makeup. I wasn't that type or raised. Right. So now here me, I remember trying to find foundation to match my complexion. Uh. <laughs> and it's just like, yo, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't have to do this, is what I was upset at myself by. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And I'm not going to belabor the amount of pain and trauma that I've had. But that was the night that did change my life because I knew it had escalated to the point where the next time, if there were, somebody was not going to live. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment for me, I then started to plan my exit. My connection with my son became so much powerful mm -hmm. because he survived it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, yo, homeboy supposed to be here. <laughs> he survived it. And I planned the exit and it was two years. And I we did have a moment of confrontation where it was on my 30th birthday, I ended it. Wow. 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 <laughs> it was on my 30th birthday, I had ended it. And here's the very complex thing about this. Trauma bounding is real. The honeymoon period is real. I had to lose so much, Ra. Mm -hmm. I lost a lot of what I worked for during that time. That I remember he totaled the car and then I was left with a $26,000 bill and the insurance company would not cover it because they said, oh, you're not married. <laughs> like a kick in the face, like. <laughs> and I was like, what have I been doing? Wow. You know, it's, it's amazing how these moments, sometimes you wonder like, is it necessary, God, spirit, universe, for you to really take me to that depth? But what I've come to figure out is that sometimes we have to get to a point where all of the ego's options are just exhausted, where yes. they just will not work in order for you to find something, dig into something else that is more real and more sustainable, more nurturing than what the ego has previously told you is available to you. So, oh, I had to. I had to lose it all, like every single thing 
that I thought was built. You know, there's th- I just love those quotes that says, oh, you're trying to build a relationship on sand, quicksand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was building it on quicksand and, um, and felt like it was working. And what I learned in that, which is why I don't use the vibration and word, I'm sorry, because I spent 10 years saying sorry to him. Mm-hmm. And when you put a word, especially a negative word behind the power of I am, that is blasphemy. This is when I started to own the divinity in myself. And I said, no, I am not sorry. I am divinity. (laughs) I will apologize, my bad. But I no longer use that word because I had spent over a decade of my youthful years being sorry for something I had nothing to do. And I was thinking I could pay for it. I could fix it. I felt like I could fix it with money all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I've heard, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I, so it wasn't until that, that I, I made that decision. And then I had to prepare for what was next. And then the next three years, I faced threats until they died off. But one thing that I did do was in the plan from that event to my 30th birthday, I went and got a nice big policy over my life. I went and got life insurance. And when I said I didn't start living until I planned for dying is because I started to put everything in place for my children. I started to think about when I transition, who who will be the caretakers? I started to have that conversation with my mother. I let her know that she was a beneficiary. I let her know that this is how it's going to be allocated. And I was okay with downsizing my life from stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I just didn't, it it just didn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It did not matter to me anymore because I was, I was like, okay. And when, like you said, going through that, I then had, I was doing a lot of the inner work and questioning, okay, well, I'm just the conduit for my children. I'm good. If that's what I came here to do, mm-hmm. if it was just to if have them come through and change the world and how they're going to change it. I'm good with that. And let me say this, even with all that, as I made my exit, I paid off six months of my, my ex's debt, his bills. I treated it as if we were married and this was now being a separation. I gave him his share and I wanted my peace, even Mm -hmm. though it left me broke. Mm -hmm. And that was the most, hurtful thing for me because I've excelled in life. I was constantly excelling in life and still felt like I was losing. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, you know what matters most to me? My peace. You can have the money. You can have the car. You can have it all. I just wanted my children and my clothes. Mm. Wow. And that's it. And Robbie knows that's just a snippet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just, 
this is the intro. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's so funny how we were both confronted with these choices on our 30th birthdays, right? Um, and I feel like at the core of each of those choices, and I'm going to talk about something that happened to me as a follow-up to my experience, because I made a choice very different. Like you made a choice, you felt the spirit of your son, you felt, felt that he needed to be here, and that was definitely the choice for you to make. And I made a totally opposite choice, okay? And not looking at it from a point of judgment, um, but looking at the choice of love and when you choose love, okay? And when you choose loving yourself, because then when I made, in that moment, when I made that choice to terminate that pregnancy, I had to cut off a piece of love to myself. I had to look at a piece of myself and say, you know what, I can't love you right now. Okay, I got to go through with what I thought was the best move for me. But where that comes back up, Lisa, a few years after that had happened, I was in a meditation. Like I had gotten woken up out of my sleep. And Spirit said, you need to go down to your altar and meditate. And I'm sitting in front of the altar and I feel the presence, a male presence, come up behind me. And at the time, I was in a relationship. I was going through just, it was just bad. I mean, fighting we could not get along i'm like begging this person will you please just leave you know and it was like my my chief complaint was you don't know what i need you're not trying to you're not trying to give me what i need you know like it was a very selfish thing but this energy came to me and i could tell it was a male energy and i could tell that it belonged to me at some point and the energy spoke and there was a child and it was that child that i had chosen not to bring into this realm he told me, he said, I need you to know that um, I'm not mad at you for your choice. But the last thing that I have to do before that I before I can ascend and do other things is I have to give you back some of this love that you left on that table for yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is why all of these things are falling apart for you right now because you deny a portion of love to yourself. And so I honor you for choosing yourself and choosing love in that moment when you were confronted with death. You not only chose life, but you chose love above each and everything. And that was something that I had to go back and regain, okay, through, through, through various hardships and various lessons. But it was never lost. And that was the thing about it. Like you said, all wounds are going to heal, okay? They definitely will. And I can tell you, you know, you have, there's so much spiritual support for us that is just like to like heal, like take heal. Right, right. <laughs> and, and so I honor you for that choice. And I just wanted to, to let you know that. I receive all of it. And that yes. is what through my session with you has been revealing about the receiving because I have been so much in the service and the doing and the caretaking and I've been caring so much. And one of the things that I had said last week, um, just in conversation with my, my spiritual team was that I said, um, I've been carrying just kind of that mean treatment. I said, gosh, that was just so mean. 
And one of the things that, as I share with uh, people that have experienced similarities, um, I remember after once I came out of that and I, as I was, you know, evolving and doing more of my inner work, which is going to be the most work and the hardest work that you guys will do is work on self. It ain't all this. That's why we we joke and we jest about the hustle and grind. And this is why we're doing the Spirit of Business mini course, because you are disconnecting two foundational things, which just need to be here. Right. Yes. Preach. You think two separate things, but they need to be here. Because it wasn't until I brought it here, yo ball out ball out <laughs> i had to train my pain mm -hmm. and this is why i share i have created i have i have a legacy right now that supersedes me that whether you realize it or not that it will impact your children's 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 life in their academic curriculum in their dynamic of learning how this global world is connected via real estate that's my wheelhouse right it was through my pain that i created that <laughs> right you know i tell people all the time like don't 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 be mad at your haters okay sometimes it's perfectly okay to have a a motivate one of your motivations be um, I'm doing this just so that I can prove, and I'm not saying that this was your motivation, but you can even do something to prove to somebody else who did not believe in you or who did everything to tear you down, if you can use that as a perfect motivator to go out and do something great. Like, I, I believe haters and, and those that try to tear us down are our best resources in life, our best resources. We're going to use that for next week. Let's stick okay. a post in that because absolutely, and we talked about this and I think I said, there are some people in my life that show up like a Pluto or Saturn, like good God, people, dang. Yes. <laughs> so I we'll, we'll stick a post in that. Janie says, peace, peace of mind and serenity, just kind of as a follow-up to where we were concluding about the importance of that peace of mind. I was prepared to let it go and I did let it go and I had to let it go to rebuild it much better. As y'all can see, I'm having so much fun and it was one of the best decisions that I made. And guess what? Universe said, no, sweetheart, your time is far from up. Mm -hmm. I had to Phoenix into quote unquote super agent. Okay. I had to Phoenix into that. And it, it was in the moment where in a flash that it was uh, about 12 months after that incident, my son had been born. I was standing in the kitchen and I was confronted head on between my ex, who was my ex at that time, but he had come over and he stayed the night and he was trying to stay. And I remember I said to him, he said, you know, I'm, I could just make you stop all this foolishness and and we can be back together. And I said this, and y'all be careful when you say this to somebody. 
Why would you want to be with someone that does not love you? Mm -hmm. mm. He was in my face so fast. I don't know how we were in the kitchen so fast, but I was at arm's reach from my largest knife mm -hmm. that was sitting in the dish drainer. And he stared me down in my face and then he backed down and it was so real. I felt like I felt like a giant at that moment because I was prepared to go out without a fight, go out with the fight. I was prepared, however this was going to end, but I was prepared for it because I started the planning and I started to make the moves because I was dealing with the threats and I was dealing with it and I knew how ugly it could get. So I was prepared. And that prepared was all I remember. To protect your peace. Oh, that yeah. Paramount. That piece is paramount. I mean, no money, as you can see. I tried to put money behind it and pay it off and give and the material. But yo, it just, none of that was working. I had to choose it. And this is why we're doing a spirit of business mini course. All right. <laughs> You know, and I just said this, I just said this to family today. Any situation, any person, any circumstance that does not contribute to my peace in 2019 has absolutely no place in my life and must go. I don't care how tight you thought we were, I don't care what to say of blood, uh we have affiliated we are by blood. If you don't contribute to that peace at a fundamental level, and I'm not saying just protecting it. I need you to be helping elevate it, okay, and helping it grow because my mission is to help bring peace to the world. So I need people around me that are going to contribute it to me. And if you're not, you got to go in 2019. Like, right, right, right. right. You talk about a New Year's resolution. I don't like them, but if you want to set one, <laughs> protect your peace. Go ahead, Lisa. Absolutely. No, I think that was a timely segue as we're getting ready to wrap this up. And thank you for those who hung out with us today was playtime. Um, Rob Bay definitely set the tone because we went in a much more serious direction. But this is just kind of a snippet, like she said, to get to know who we are and that real raw truth, no fluff. But definitely we are operating in our wheelhouse and in our purpose and doing a phenomenal job at really touching the lives and serving the people that are connected with us. So if any of this resonated with you, guess what? Course registration now open. Spiritofbusinesscourse.com. And guess what? We are doing the early bird pricing. You can use coupon code early20 for guess what? 20% off. Okay, which means we talk about manifestation. You just manifested a savings. And that ends and expires January 18, 2019. So you do have some time to definitely take um, advantage of the early bird pricing. Use the, er the coupon code early20. And we have been very flexible because we get it. Life is happening, and especially around the holiday times and credit cards are due January. There are installment payments available. So we did set it up for two installment payments that you can split that payment in two. And we're so excited that you're gonna be part of this because guess what? Um, 
we're about to do something amazing and i that's going to involve some flights and retreats along the way and this is just for you to meet us at the 50 yard line there's got to be some work because uh, this is not the any and everything any and everybody this has got to be for when you are ready and you say you're ready and there has to be an investment of time and energy in being ready so we are calling the clairvoyant entrepreneur the tempted creators the mad doctor inventor if you are that person come get with your tribe janie says ladies thank you lesson learned love you for connecting she Adrian says, thank you both for your realness and wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening on the radio podcast, I look forward to hearing your comments. You definitely can drop me an email, uh, text me, DM. I'm like text DM. It's just so funny. to. There's so many ways of communication now. Uh, this is why as we propel into this next shift and we talked about this the shift of business consciousness we want to see you there because there are so many things that are happening in the digital era the age of truth the age of information that you'll let you'll get left behind if you i that's don't stop me rob abrams yeah <laughs> no, don't get all the way but you know so we don't want you to get left behind so this course is not only going to propel you into the next age from the from the fundamentals of the things that you need to do but it's going to set the stage like the first half of the course is called preparing your spirit for big business okay so this is for those of you who are ready to tap into the realest parts of yourself to go in and to create something incredible that the world has never seen before. And then Lisa comes right behind it and gives you all of these tools. She is a master with the tools, okay? I don't know anybody who can use the tools in a way that Lisa uses the tools to create greatness, okay? So Aww, that's sweet. it's the best of both worlds. It is the absolute best of both worlds, and we cannot wait to see you in the course. Absolutely, and with that being said, y'all go ahead and enjoy the rest of y'all Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Enjoy your holiday, whatever you celebrate this week. Be with family, be with loved ones, share love, express love, and we love y'all. We love y'all. Oh my gosh, love you. And by the way, I did just to um, share the Clairvoyant Entrepreneurs, actually you get a custom tea with your registration. I forgot to add that, but I was sharing that. And uh, long sleeve available. Rob A's rocking the Q short sleeve. We do have men available. Shout out to uh, Coach Kair. He's rocking the black with the green glitter ATL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. All right, you guys. Um, again, spiritedbusinesscourse.com. Make sure you use this time to plan, prepare, and register. We will see you when course launches in February 2019. This gives you time, planning, and preparation. And in the next coming weeks, you are going to continue to build with the snippets of what we're doing. Yes. Janie says, stay safe, stay blessed. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank, thank you, you too. And thank you for sharing. That was really profound. Thank you all. All right.